Hey, everybody. We're here today with Carolyn Jones, who is the co-founder of the Holistic Institute of Wellness right here in Knoxville, Tennessee, with her partner, Jana Kadovitz, an amazing woman, too. So we're going to talk a little bit about how we met Carolyn. So Carolyn started working with my mom. You guys are business associates. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and I don't know. Did you call what you did? Do you call what you do life coaching? And did you call it that at that time? Yes. Life coaching and energy work. Right. So at the time when I heard life coaching, I thought that was really crazy and judged my mom pretty harshly and thought that was nuts. And then I met Carolyn and wanted to have an appointment as soon as possible. (laughs) Um, Carolyn is what I like to call my life Sherpa. So Carolyn has helped me do all kinds of wonderful things, um, navigating the the Everest that is our everyday life, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Rin, we talked about this because uh, when we were introducing Carolyn to Mitch, he's like, I don't think you guys are using Sherpa, right? <laughs> and so we had to explain it's like a metaphorical Sherpa. It's right. not a physical person carrying some stuff up a mountain. She's just helping you actually not carry stuff up your life mountain. Absolutely. It's like getting rid of, sloshing it off, right? Absolutely. So I feel like I owe Carolyn very, very much, and she's one of my favorite humans in the whole world. Yep. So. And so I guess I'm, and then I met you, Carolyn, through Rin and through Suzanne and all these great ladies that we all hang out with right. and do things. And I too immediately was like, man, Carolyn is one of those people who makes me feel better every time you're around me. Um, and you, you've helped me when I've had to speak in public and you know, you've helped me button it up and get rid of, slosh some of that stuff off. And so I think, you know, you're one of those people I think of often and I'm really grateful to constantly. So, you know, you're awesome. Thank you for being here. Yeah. And, Thank you, yeah. Beth ladies. I really appreciate it. It's an yeah. honor to be here with you. Thank you. Yeah. Carolyn, I don't, if you don't have somebody in your life who, when you are around them, you just feel like a better version of yourself, you need to get one because Carolyn's <laughs> definitely that person. <laughs> she, she, I mean, she, she, I think she's that person for a lot of people. I, mean, I would think like so. Like I breathe better when she's around me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, I know you, I mean, she's an, you're an energy person. So you, Correct. so you get that. So you know what that is. And you know, it's, it's awesome. to try. I always try and bring my best juju with me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you do. We appreciate it. <laughs> All right. So we have four questions that are guest questions that we ask everybody who we interview. Okay. So do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Sure. Um, So Carolyn, are you a feminist? (laughs) It's a great question. (laughs) I would say uh, by definition, yes, I am. Um, I believe in complete equality for women and that just because we are a woman that we should not be treated any differently uh, from our male counterparts. So yes. Do you generally call yourself that or do you call yourself something else, do you think? You know, that's a great question, too. I don't know that I actually refer to myself as a feminist. Um, I don't know that I really call myself anything in regards to that. Um, I'm not really a big label kind of individual. Um, I like to show up and be my best in everything I do. And, you know, I know in the society we live in, there's, there's always labels that just abound. But I would say I'm probably not attached to any of them. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's but awesome. definitely a promoter of women. Of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> you're a promoter of everyone. You're, yeah. You're awesome. I am. <laughs> so you might have just gone into this a little bit, um, but what do you think about feminism when you hear that word? Well, I, I think that, you know, I'll say what 
I feel has happened to the word over the last, you know, however many decades. I think feminism has gotten a bad rap. Um, I think there's been individuals out there that have taken it to an extreme and really maybe promoted it in a way that isn't as um, what I would refer to as truth. And so one of the reasons that I really honor and respect what you ladies are doing is that I think you're changing the perspective and paradigm uh, on the word. And I think that Mm -hmm. is wonderful. Yeah, that's kind of our, that's really our goal, right? So we we kind of feel the same way about that. And we want to make sure it's being used properly. And then when somebody says, oh, feminist, there's a little bit different of a picture. Right. right. Did you hear her say that she honors and respects what we do? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I was, I was trying to glaze over that and not get weird. <laughs> like, Too late. Yes. <laughs> well, it's true. You know, I think we need more and more of, of these kind of voices out there, you know, really promoting and, and not just promoting, but really establishing um, the truth and, and what that is for everyone. Um, and to again take away some of that negative con- connotation that's been been displayed out there. Sure, thank you. Everybody Karen. does really go to negative with a lot of stuff, including what we're going to talk to you about today. I think, and so I like to clear the air about a whole bunch of stuff today, at least a couple things. Yeah. yeah. Um, you wanna? Yeah. So, who do you think of when you hear the word feminism? Immediately, who pops into my mind is Oprah Winfrey. Oh, cool. <laughs> She's a good one. Yeah. Um, I love Oprah. I think she stands for, um, gosh, I mean, she stands for so much. And, um, you know, just the power that she has brought to the nation and all that she represents, um, her kindness, her generosity, um, how she has empowered so many people, both men and women. Yeah. And I love that because she's given that, that attention to both, both sexes. And I think that's really important. Yeah. And some of her humanitarian actions that she has, um, you know, put out there have just been amazing. Yeah. So a true trailblazer in my mind. She is. She's over, she overcame a lot in her life to do some really great stuff. So, Well, just yeah. also before we go on to the last question, it made me think, so you love giraffes, right? Oh, and love them. And you went to Africa and that was like a huge thing for you. And that's where Oprah, she established a special school over there for yes. women, right? So yes. Yeah. Sorry. I just had to make that connection there. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Giraffes she really did. Oprah. And you know, just real quickly, ladies, when I was over there, I had the opportunity to visit some of the schools in the slums of Nairobi and um, just gain such a greater, although she's not, she, her school is not in the vicinity I was in. But the fact that she has established a school uh, over in Africa and what she's doing, and after seeing what I witnessed, it's it's really an amazing thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. All right, here's a this is a fun control question here for okay. you. <laughs> awesome. Hope and I know the answer. <laughs> so we'll say if if the first, you're the only one who knows the answer. Oh, okay. If the first one is too off color or could somehow jeopardize your life. <laughs> You, of course, don't have to answer it, Oh, okay. but we would love to know the last thing you Googled. Huh. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I uh, the last thing I Googled this morning, uh, actually, was about Hot Springs, North Carolina. Oh. Because I am planning a weekend getaway. Oh, cool. Uh, and want to go over and sit in, in the Hot Springs and uh, have found a lovely little retreat center over there called Laughing Hearts Lodge. 
And uh, I want to go. I know. <laughs> you let us know how it is. And- <laughs> I can get a tip for all of us. Um, but the uh, the hot springs are mineral mineral baths mm-hmm. that range from 100 to 104 and very healing properties. Wow. Um, they date back several thousand years. A lot of Native American energy there. Excellent. So, um, yeah. So cool. Looking forward to my weekend away there. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. Excellent. Okay. Well. Those are, thank you, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I guess we can get into the meat of this thing. Um, we talked about, you know, how feminism gets a weird rap and so does energy work and <laughs> self-care. And, you know, when I first met you, the way I met you was by Suzanne introducing you as her airy fairy friend, right? right. Yes. <laughs> right. And yes. a lot of this stuff is airy fairy. And so Someone like me, I'm I'm this really weird in between because I'm kind of a black and white. I don't I'm I'm very um practical and I'm very that but then I'm really I really subscribe to this whole energy thing. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of weird because it's it, they're really opposite thoughts. Right. But they don't have they kind of aren't. I right. mean, because you can be somebody who's like me, who's practical and science kind of oriented, and then still believe in self-care and energy and all of those things. And yeah. Yeah, and before, yeah. just so you all know, so we asked Carolyn to come in and talk about self-care. So definitely this is something that Carolyn deals with in her personal life. So there's nobody better we could talk to about this subject, yep. period. Agreed. So, yeah. um, But it, it actually doesn't have to be airy-fairy either, does it? Like, Yeah, no, I mean, it, you know, it really isn't. It's so funny to me. Uh, you know, I've been probably in a professional setting with my work now for a little over a decade. And when I would get out and first network, you know, people would look at me like I had five heads. And, um, but most of those people became my clients. Right. Like me. Right. Yeah. Like you. And soon to be you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I will say that there is, um, what is so beautiful now is that there is a lot of scientific proof that is coming forth that supports the energetics. And, um, you know, that is just um, so wonderful to see. Because for those people that are more analytical and need proof, um, the validation is showing up sure. in a real concrete way. So it's really exciting. I mean, it, it, I don't need any scientist to tell me. It's, I mean, I truly believe, you know, when I'm with you, when I'm around you or, you know, and you and Jana, especially together too, I, I feel better. That, that's something the scientist doesn't have to tell me. Right. And there's a reason for that. It's, right. I mean, you haven't done any kind of weird voodoo. You've not given me anything to consume. I'm, I just, it's an energy thing. Like it you're, is. and it, it exists. It's real because, and, and you know, there are people who, when you're around, they suck your energy. Right. Some people give you energy. That, if you pay attention to it, you don't have to have a scientist telling you about it. Right. Right. And I'll just say real quickly, you know, what you're feeling, Katrina, is the, the resonance, the, the heart resonance of, of both Jana and I. Together, mm-hmm. um, the heart chakra is the largest chakra, um, has the ability to expand out 15 feet. So if you think about it right now on the call, we're all in each other's heart space. That's right. Yep. That's why we feel all <laughs> gushy and gooey. Um, so, you know, that's why individuals really feel that energy, right? And so depending on what the person is exuding out of their heart space, Mm-hmm. Um, it can feel very loving and uplifting, or you can feel drained and feel like you need to go and take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carolyn, if you were talking to someone, you know, someone you met for the very first time, um, and they asked you what self-care was, what would you tell them? 
I would say that self-care is the treatment of the whole self, not just parts of it. Um, it is about putting yourself first uh, before anything and anyone else. Um, because if we are not at our best, our fullest, you know, if our tanks aren't full, our cups aren't full, uh, we don't have the ability to be there for others and to handle the demands in our life to the greatest of our ability um, and effectively. That's right. It always reminds me of the old, um, you know, when you're on a plane, they say, put your oxygen mask on before Mm -hmm. you try to help others. You have to help yourself before others. We don't always do that. I don't always do that. I'm the first one to tell my friends when they have an ailing family member or whatever, hey, you can't, you're not going to do them any service if you're not taking care of yourself. Right. But I don't often do it. Right. I mean, and we do that. And I think women, and this is how we're tying, I think, this in a little, we women don't always self-care. We, when somebody, you know, we judge other women when they do it. We're like, oh, Gosh, must be nice to go get your nails done. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she's allowed to go get her nails done. She had an hour of time away from her busy life to go take care of herself. And, right. you know, these things are important. And so that's why, you know, so we'd like to know next, like, so why is it important? Why should we be exercising self-care? Why should we be paying attention to that? Well, you know, I, I like to think of it as uh, like a car, Katrina. You know, if we do not do maintenance on our car, if we don't keep the oil changed and keep gas in it, get our engines checked, um, tune-ups, all those good things, right? Mm-hmm. The car goes kaplunk right. after a while, right? It just yep. stops. Yep. And so the human body is the same way. And not only the human body, but the, the spirit, the soul, you know, all of that needs cultivating and needs uh, upliftment. And so, you know, if we don't put ourselves first and make ourselves a priority, then after time, we just, we stop, we hit that wall, right? We get sick, we have an illness, um, something happens and we have to take off, you know, enormous amounts of time to recover. Um, Sometimes that creates what I call dis-ease in the body. Um, and then that that will manifest into a physical disease. Right. And so that's the importance of it. And, you know, that's why it's it's really, I think, um, it's it's a non-negotiable. Um, it's just a non-negotiable. It's something everyone needs to really put first. So what activities? So I think a lot of times people think of self-care and like the first thing they think of is like a bathtub. Yeah. But <laughs> well, that is self-care. Really. Um, I both, no, no, I took one we like both, a couple nights Yeah, ago. we're both big bath. We believe in a good bath. <laughs> yeah, typically a gift between Katrina and I like, is going to include a, a bath, bath bomb or something. Yes. But what other activities would you, would you say are self-care? So I I like to think about it as addressing like the four different levels, which is the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, and the physical, right? So just breaking those down a little bit and talking about each one, you know, from a spiritual perspective and whatever your, you know, and I'm I'm not necessarily referring to a lit religion per se, but whatever your spiritual beliefs are, um, but taking time like in the mornings, for example, um, maybe doing a silent meditation. Um, Maybe you have uh, a devotion you like to do. Uh, maybe there's a, a great book um, that just feeds your soul, you know, and that offers some self-growth and expansion. 
Yeah. Um, You've been good about that. One of the things that you said many years ago at one of your talks um, was, you know, in the morning, we're so quick to engage mm -hmm. with the world. Mm -hmm. And you said, don't do, you know, just, just leave your phone on your bedstand for a minute and don't yeah. check Facebook and don't check <laughs> yeah. and don't do that. Just, just start your day, even if it's not with meditation and with a devotional or right. anything, it's, it's just don't connect so quickly. Yeah. And, and I think that I thought of that as a, a form of self-care. I don't know if you agree or not, but I mean, that was, it was like, I need to like get my mind right for this day mm -hmm. before I get into other people's business in mind yeah. right and so that was one of the things and it so for me it's it's not necessarily it's like the anti I, i'm not doing something specifically i'm just not doing one other something and right. it can start with little things like that oh absolutely and I, and i think that's the thing important to note is because a lot of times time is such a big you know Time is an illusion, but we won't go down there. <laughs> That'll be for another call. Yeah. Um, but time is something that I think we all are very mindful of in the sense we think we don't have enough of it, so therefore we don't. Right. And so when I speak to my clients about self-care, I'm like, even if you can carve out two to three minutes of your morning just to sit, just like you said, Katrina, like leave the phone on the nightstand, like don't pick it up, you know, get up, go get your coffee and sit or tea or whatever your favorite morning beverage is and just sit with it. Take a few deep breaths. Yeah. Think of one thing you're grateful for today. I mean, oh, it's so important. <laughs> well, I think, it, so we'll go, well, you kind of talked about why self-care is important and not selfish. How do you get around feeling selfish about this stuff, right? You know, yeah. we're busy. And like you just said, time is, we don't have enough of it or we think we don't. Right. So then it feels very selfish when I could be doing a lot of other things. I need to be taking my kids to school or walking my dog or whatever it is. I could be cooking dinner for my spouse. How is it not? I mean, so then if I went to the spa to get a massage mm -hmm. instead of doing any of those things, I'm like, oh man, I'm so selfish. How can we get away from I mean, that mindset, you know, yeah. knowing that it's that time's important? Like, yeah, it's, um, it's a practice. It really is because our society has conditioned us. Um, you know, we've been conditioned through the ages by family and employers and ourselves that, you know, if we put ourselves first, we are definitely being selfish. And so I think it goes back, Katrina, to realizing that, again, if our cups aren't full, you know, um, we are not being able to be the best that we can be. And if we can somehow begin to shift our mindsets in the sense that if I can give more energy to those individuals around me with a fuller, you know, tank, then I've, I've been able to, to do more and give more. Of, of who I am. And sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes you have to look at your output, right? Mm -hmm. And see how much is going out there and then just trying to match your input with it. Um, because a lot of times those are very off balance. So we yeah. have this tremendous output going and then there's no input to match it. And so if we take a lot of pride and you know, I don't know, maybe success and, oh, I do this and I do that and I'm here for this person and that person, there's there's really no pride in, in being run down and sick and all those things, no. you know, to support everyone else if we're not supporting ourselves. You know, 
talking about Oprah and talking about different like metaphors. I so there's I wish I could remember the name of the lady she was interviewing, but there was a woman she was talking to, and her metaphor for this was talking about having a full cup and helping people out of the overflow. Yes. Because if what you're doing is digging to the cup that's for yourself, eventually yes. you're gonna run out and you're not gonna be able. So if if what drives you is helping other people. You have to do that after you've taken care of yourself or at some point you're going to run out and be unable to do that and not be the best friend, right. um, mother, sister, whatever, whatever roles you have in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Taking care of yourself is not only for yourself. Right. That's what makes it not selfish to me. Right. That's yeah. what I think of. No, I agree. And I, I think that's a wonderful, it's one of my favorite analogies, Ren. Um, probably about six or seven years ago when I was I was going through a real um, challenging time personally, and I had a dear friend of mine that literally slid a cup and saucer in front of me. Mm-hmm. And she said, Carolyn, she said, everything in the cup is yours. Everything that flows over into the saucer is everybody else's. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, ladies, that totally shifted my perspective and really changed my life. And, yeah. and I became very avid at that point about my own self-care because I had my whole life put everybody first and had felt responsible and, you know, all the things that go along with that. But in that moment, it was just like this... well i think right and and you have to surround yourself with people also i think who appreciate that and understand that and the kind of people who aren't going to support you in that yeah really just probably don't need to be in your life right i mean really like if you Mm -hmm. say i really just need to go get a massage or i need to go get my nails done if your spouse your partner whomever says oh but you're not gonna whatever for me that's probably not a not Something there is not quite right. Well, right? there's a difference between taking care of yourself and breaking the bank because you're getting massages at the most expensive spa in town once a week. That's right? right. Those right. are different things. Right. That's of right. Course. That's right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess, and you know, Rin, this is one of Rin's things. She said, you know, we, and we, we just touched on it. You know, we treat busy, busyness as a virtue. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and as you were talking, I thought, you know, and Rin said it to me before because of certain things I've said, you know, it's very, that's very narcissistic. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, because when I've said to Ren, well, I could be, I could be serving such and such and, you know, whatever better because they deserve it more and whatever. She said, what made you think you're the authority? Right. You know, what makes you so, you're the only one who can do these things? It's very narcissistic. And, it, and, and, and because our society, though, it's a virtue. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so busy, so I must be important. Right. Right. I must mm-hmm. be really good. I must be whatever that adjective is. That's not true. Right. It's not true at all, you yeah. know, and so, I, you know, it's just, that was just a, it was something that we've talked about a lot of times. I know, Carolyn, you have to come across this a lot and it just, because our society kind of does that, but we're like a really narcissistic society and it's hard to kind of not fall into that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because we get recognition for that. That's right. right? We get recognition, we get validation. Right. You know, I've really tried, and, and because it's, it's trained, you know, and I've tried to really start moving away this year specifically from that word busy and using, mm-hmm. you know, more of I have a very full life. Right. And yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for that fullness um, because busy gives that, it just gives a different connotation to it. Right. Well, speaking of busy, so yesterday I was at the um, 
what, let me think of what, it was the Women of Influence Luncheon. And every conference, and we, we three have attended a lot together. Yes, we have. <laughs> um, a lot of, and this came up again yesterday. Somebody stood up and said, how do you do balance work life? And, and the woman, everybody always answers really nicely. That's a question that gets asked every all time. the time. Every especially time with women's kind when of When we're issues. in a group of women mm-hmm. and it's a successful woman because how, do you, how are you successful? How do you have children? How do you have hobbies? How do you have all these things and have the word balance? Well, then after the, after the luncheon's over, Lisa Gamble walks through and she's somebody who we, Rin and I, we love we Lisa really, Gamble. Yeah, we, we really admire her. She's a really just a, she's an awesome woman who is incredible in so many ways. And she said to me, I want to be Lisa Gamble when I, I grow I up. I do. <laughs> I really do. Well, after I'm Carolyn, maybe in the next life, I'll, I don't know. I think that you, I think you should strive to be Carolyn because she's just like really like this okay. lovely energy person. I can be Lisa. Campbell. I'll be Carolyn. You be Lisa. I think that works, right? All like, right. You know. Now we a, have a plan. It's perfect. perfect. Good. I can relax next but, time around. Yes. <laughs> but but Lisa said, you know, Katrina, I don't like the word balance. I like alignment. Mm, and and Ren and I were talking about that and wanted to see, you know. Kind of pose that to you. We, we we talk about chakras, and we have a little picture up. We'll throw it on Facebook so you guys can see it. But <laughs> alignment sounds you like, you so like much. Chakra graph. Isn't that great? It, it sounds so much better because balance <laughs> sounds like we're we're weight staff trying to make sure we don't drop anything. It's 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 like it seems very teeter tottery, right? Like it seems like it's we're on the edge. It also implies two things. There's only two, like, I think balance implies you have one thing here and one thing here. That's not realistic. That's not realistic. And And how many times do men get asked about balance? They don't. Right. Nobody, nobody really, which, and maybe we should be asking them, are they, are they going home spending time with their family enough? You know, do we, are we forgetting that men maybe would like to be around their families, you know, but it. Oh, there's nothing wrong with them, with, with them wanting that. It's just, it's not a question that men get asked. No, they don't. I'm sure they don't. And, and, you know, so, but when Lisa said alignment, it, it, I was like, you're brilliant. I mean, you know, you're brilliant, but now you're like, <laughs> you're crazy brilliant, right? right? You know, and I'm like, I'm going to talk to Carolyn about that tomorrow. Yeah. And so just, I guess, I think that's our goal, right? Mm-hmm. Is alignment, not balance. Yeah. And, and to think of that stuff. And, and you were talking about your, your spiritual mm-hmm. and work and home and all of those things need to be in alignment. Yes. Alignment's probably one of my most favorite words. And I had someone ask me that a couple of years ago. What do you mean by alignment? What does that mean? And, you know, what I think it means is having everything within you in a space that you feel really good about. Like you feel very good about your spiritual life, whatever that may be for you. You feel really good about your mental life, your emotional life. You feel really good about your physical life. And so you're this wonderful, operating, biological, energetic system. Right. And you are walking and talking and acting in your highest self, in your highest truth. And what that ends up doing, because you are in that alignment within yourself, then you begin to see it represented on the outside of you. So your world begins to shift. And it can shift in so many different ways, you know, uh, friendships, uh, jobs, you know, just activities, opportunities. Um, because what you're doing, actually, when you're in alignment, you're in a higher state 
of, let me go woo-woo on you a minute. You're in a higher <laughs> state of vibration. And everything is vibration. Everything. Sure. So you're in that higher state. And so you are actually attracting these awesome opportunities to yourself. And, awesome. and all the stuff that you've been scratching your head about, like, oh my God, why does that keep happening to me? All that begins to fall away. Yeah, because I, absolutely. It's ha- I think it happens to all of us, and it, it's ebbed and flowed for me. Yeah. When I've been in good places or bad places, it does. And you think when everything's just coming your way, it's, it's because you're out of alignment. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just like you go to a chiropractor and get your spine in right. alignment. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, it's kind of the same idea. It's just instead of vertebrae, it's all of those other, your chakras and all of your other... Well, and that's so, everyone needs to be, like, that's something that's the highest and best thing for everybody rather than, hey, lady, how do you balance having a job and also kids, <laughs> right? which applies to a specific group of people that's instead right. of, this is something that's good for every single person on the planet. Mm-hmm. Right. And really, the alignment, it all does come back to self-care. Yeah, it does. I mean, <laughs> if you're taking care of the vehicle, mm-hmm. yeah, you're in alignment. Yep. You are. A smoother ride. <laughs> it is much, much more smoother ride. Well, I have a question. So I was, you know, you know, rooting around and like talking, or, you know, on the internet for self care articles and stuff. And one thing that I saw that I thought was interesting um, was technology in mm-hmm. terms of self care. So you know, now we have all these apps and things that can help you with meditation and, uh, you know help you track what you're eating and which is also a very important part of self-care. Right. What you're putting in your body and Absolutely. Um but what I was reading was okay so we have all this technology but it kind of becomes another way to be connected to your phone mm-hmm. and it's another thing to do on the to-do list mm-hmm. and you're then becoming even more busy by participating in self-care because then you've right. got to make sure that you do which meditation are you, I've been Guilty of this, like, which meditation am I going to do? And then I spend longer searching for the right meditation than I actually do meditating. And um, I was just curious um, what what you use, if you use any sort of technology, and Mm -hmm. how you would recommend to other people to use those so that it doesn't actually become counterproductive. Yeah, I think that's a very valid point, Rim, because it it definitely can. It's it it can suck you into that um, that black hole. You you go to look for meditation. The next thing you know, you've got a text message or an email popping up, and then you you want to go check that. And well, now my bath's cold. I like to meditate in the bath, actually. And yeah. then now, like my bath was all warm and bubbly, and now I've like found the meditation, and all the bubbles are gone. And yeah, talk about a bummer, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just I would just start running the hot water again. Yeah. <laughs> I do it often. Yeah, I usually run the water up so high that like that would be an error. Flows <laughs> <laughs> down to the floor. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about flowing over. See, you got to rein it in. Stop flowing over. <laughs> yeah, so what I do, I mean, I, I, I think technology is a grand thing, and I think as long as you use it in uh, a way that is going to allow you to move forward versus holding you back, so to speak, um, what I do is I have certain, um, certain meditations saved Mm-hmm. In my history on my phone, like on YouTube, or oh, yeah. or if there's another great app out there called Insight Timer that has some wonderful meditations in it. But I I keep first of all I keep my uh, phone on airplane mode, yeah, uh, at night, and so I don't have wake up to all the notifications that might be distracting when I go get my phone to do 
a meditation. Um, I have it already queued up and ready to go. So yeah, well, and I, I'd like to do a little plug here. Yeah, the Holistic Institute of Wellness in Knoxville has a Facebook page. You and Jana have meditations on there where you do guided talks and meditations. So that's a resource. We'll try to put some resources up for you Mm -hmm. all. Um, But that is one. You guys do a great job. One of the things, when Rin said to me, we're going to Facebook Live, I thought, oh, I don't know what that is. And she said, (laughs) wait, let me show you Carolyn and Jana. And I was like, oh, look, that's lovely. Right. So it can, so it can help. Don't make it a hindrance. And that's, there's lots of ways you can do that. Like you said, put it on airplane mode. Mm-hmm. Get these things queued up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and use it. Don't make it, though. It does. It's always like, oh, I have a Mindful app. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's not a competition. It's right. not, you know, that's kind of, you're miss, missing the point almost. Well, yeah. yeah. I, that's a whole, I don't even know how to go into that. But, like, there's also, I guess, like a superiority that comes with not only being busy, but being, like, evolved. Mindful. Mindful. Yeah. Mindful. Yeah. So, so I heard this great thing about etiquette from a friend of mine who said that etiquette is about how to guide your behavior. And if you're actually judging someone for their use of etiquette, then mm-hmm. you're, you don't have, you have etiquette. bad etiquette. <laughs> That's right. So I, I feel like mindfulness might be the same thing. Maybe. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely is. It's probably also not very good for your alignment to be rude about other <laughs> no, people's lack of alignment. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And I always say, if you spot it, you got it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so Mitch, Mitch shook his head in the corner. Um, well, I guess speak of, of, since since Mitch is shaking his head, how do men and women self care differently? Um, should they be? I mean, do you see that? I mean, are are do you have any male clients, for instance? That I do. do. Okay. Yeah, I do. I mean, my my clientele is predominantly female, but um, I do have several several men that are, you know, just kind of in search of their, you know, authenticity, or they're on a spiritual journey, and and they have very high stress, you know, positions, mm-hmm. and and part of their part of their self care is actually what they consider, you know, coming to see me for an energy session or or maybe Jana for acupuncture or something like that. That's part of their way of having that couple of hours just to, you know, um, just chill, you know, chill out and kind of put their thoughts aside and really enjoy that. I I think, you know, there's some, maybe some minor differences between um, self-care for men and women, but really not a lot if you think about it. I mean, it's just all in what everybody's willing to do. It just, it feels like we... We just have so many things that were in, in, in the during the Valerie Alexandra um, talk. You know, we can that that'll come that comes up. Just genetically, how we're different mm-hmm. makes us behave differently, and then right. it, then it causes it's all of the stuff is like caused by other things, and so we end up doing self care stuff because we are the expectations of us as women sometimes can be heavy. You know. Rearing the kids, right. having a job. We we fought to be able to have jobs, so now we have jobs, but we right. still have our kids and we still have our families, and 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 we get out of alignment a lot. I, I think I just well, yeah. not I, that we're not expecting the men to do it, but it's still even now in 2019. So I think you know yeah we're still predominantly the the rearer of the children. I have a lot of friends that are stay at home dads, and the women are the ones who bre- you know so it's changing, mm-hmm. but still. Well, I think society still says it's a woman's job to. Be the caregiver and the caretaker. Right. Not that. Not that that's only what's happening out there. I think a lot of different things are happening out there. 
But I think that's what society says. And so I wonder, do you see issues of that nature more with men than women? Or do you see it kind of across the board? Like people who are kind of stretched thin, taking care of other people. Is that something you see everyone doing? Or I would say, you know, it, it, I probably see it more in women than I do men because... I think you're right on a, on several different points. I mean, I think things are definitely changing and shifting. There are more men staying at home with their kids and taking care of the household. Um, I think by nature, women have been kind of conditioned through, you know, maybe since the beginning of time um, mm-hmm. to be the nurturers and the caregivers and the caretakers. And that's what I meant earlier when I was talking about, you know, kind of how we've been programmed mm-hmm. and so right. uh, conditioned. And, and so we're breaking out of that. Um, but, you know, obviously there are, are men as well that are in those roles. Yeah. I, think, I think I'd just see it as from, if I were to say a percentage wise, you know, I would say predominantly, you know, 80% women, maybe 20% men or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it, it's still happening across the board for everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen, I have, I have really good friends that, you know, their, their wives are mostly stay at home, but then they're, you know, they have a high stress job Mm -hmm. and they've got a lot of things going on. And I'm like, Hey, you know, maybe you could go use a massage, right? Your body's hurting you. Maybe you just need a a minute. And and my friend, he, he goes, he goes, gets a massage, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, I don't, you know, but I do think that women, we end up being, we self care more just because we've even if it's just by ourselves, have said, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this. I've done it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm supposed to be doing the laundry and I'm supposed to be doing cooking the dinner. And and then until more recently, I was like, nah, nah, no, you can cook too. You cook really well, actually. So you should cook. Right. I'm I'm just not going to right now. Like it's turn, it's your turn. Well, and none of, none of this is to say, oh, those saintly women no. Who need, we need to pamper them more. And those men, those jerks who just take care of themselves <laughs> all the right. time. That I don't think is accurate either. Oh, it's probably uh, yeah. like there's, there's a middle ground that everybody needs to find there, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think we all have, you know, we have different stresses, right? Right. Um, men have different demands than women have. Women have different than men. I mean, and then, then we share some. So it's, it really does go back to just, Addressing spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. Yeah. For both, for both sexes, right. you know, because that's so important. I just find even in myself sitting here thinking those virtuous women doing so much instead of, oh, those women who need to like make some time for themselves. You know what I mean? I'm like, sorry, there's such I, a story that's just pounded into our heads. It is, but you know, it's even, but m- more recently, and I don't, I guess it's just every, it's, it's every time I come across, Carolyn and some of these other really great women that I go, no, like you should be self-care. Like you should be doing this. That's not any better than you being busy. Mm -hmm. Like you're, I mean, you're not being busy is not better than taking care of yourself. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, like you said earlier, Ben, it's not a virtue. Busy, busyness isn't a virtue. It's just, it's, it's a product of life, but we can do things like self-care to help them. Absolutely. So, Mitch. Um, well, before, some, before oh, Mitch is on. in the corner, okay. is, there, is, is there anything we need to, didn't ask you that we should have asked you or? I don't think so. I think, I think we, I think we did a great job covering it and 
He likes rock and ask, oh, gosh. ask Thanks, awesome Carolyn. questions. And <laughs> well, we've just been, been loads trained, of fun. We've been trained but well by all you wonderful women. We can, <laughs> you know, what can we say? <laughs> so yeah. we're amazing, and now Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> so Mitch's manly insights. I've 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 seen a couple of his. Mitch and I, just for everybody, we sit next to each other in the studio. There's a lot of reasons There's for that. Reasons. We won't get into because Mitch says it's not complimentary, but <laughs> he's got a couple good ones on there. So Mitch, manly insights. Uh, first off, uh, Ren, that's how I'm going to conduct all of my interviews from now on is, what questions should I ask you? <laughs> that's actually a common thing. Is is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't ask you? So it's you a common sure. thing? Yeah, really? I've heard lots of people do that. Oh, okay. Mr. Podcast producer. Well, you know what? Okay, so... Um, Moving on. <laughs> mostly questions on this. Uh, salt lamps, can we make them more aesthetically pleasing? Oh, he really hates salt lamps. Why that, do you hate salt they're lamps? They're just not attractive. They're <laughs> very mean? bulky and this weird orange glowy oh, color, like, and they oh. look like something that kids would have competed for in a 1990s Nickelodeon show. <laughs> Well, you could switch it out for a selenite tower, which is white. I and like towers. Shaped like a city. Oh, Ooh, that might like be that. more appealing yeah. to you. That seems more appealing. Yes, yes, absolutely. Especially for aesthetics, anyways. And you could hide the salt lamp under the bed. Okay. <laughs> That's not dangerous at all. I'm sure they never catch fire. <laughs> I think it's all good. He also, when we told him we were going to bring a diffuser here, asked if. Asked us if that was a hair thing. <laughs> yeah, he did. And, well, then he called, and then he called it a, a smell machine. Right, so. I don't like that you're making me sound so ignorant. I mean, I'm just saying no, what I see. Okay? You, you knew what a diffuse... You knowing a diffuser was for hair actually stepped you up a notch. Well, you'll have to see what my hair looked like when it was long. Oh, well. You'll understand why I knew what a diffuser was. Uh, it's Katrina, how dare you try to discredit voodoo in the middle of this podcast? I don't appreciate that at all. Right. Sorry. Maybe I, you just don't understand. I, I apologize. Is this your corner of I, grievances I, or it, it, I mean, insights? No, that, I think that's all for the grievances. Uh, where is the line between all of this energy stuff and Kung Fu? <laughs> well, Kung Fu is energy. Yes. So, that's what, so if I'm getting into and my energy is right, will I be able to... Break a board? Or fly? Well, if you believe you can fly, Mitch, you can fly. Yeah. That's awesome. I learned that in Space Jam, although now I have to ignore that song when it plays. Uh, the mind is the only thing that limits us. How much self-care is too much? Well, you know, I guess I would say if you spend all day in the tub and become less productive in life. And, and wrinkly. And wrinkly, then you might want to reconsider some of your motives and what you're doing. Right. So then it's, it goes from self-care to diva. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> right. if you're doing something like that, you're actually neglecting probably other parts of yourself that need yes, alignment. That need alignment. We're talking about alignment, right? That's been our thing. So. Yeah. Okay. okay. I follow Mariah Carey on Instagram. I think she's got a health, healthy level of self-care. <laughs> Something. <laughs> um, so recently I've been trying to get into meditation and so the biggest question I have is, where does one keep their dogs <laughs> when they're trying to meditate? Well, I, I would suggest to invite your dogs into meditation with you. Oh, I, you've met my dogs. I have met them. I don't, they're, yeah. not, I don't, they're not but calm. They, well, over time, they can be. Okay. Because what meditation does, Mitch, is that it affects the brain waves, and it will literally calm down the brain and the mind. And so it works on animals as well. Oh, Okay. 
definitely going to try that. As I think far, Dio could use some. Yeah, yeah I could. think so too. <laughs> I fully agree with that. In, ta- uh, in my words, just went away. They're not there anymore. Um, I feel validated when I'm busy. I a lot of people say, "How's it going?" I'm like, "It's busy, really busy, but I like it that way." I, but is it that I'm busy? I don't know. Is that wrong to feel validated by busyness? Like I, I long for it. So I would ask you that question. I don't. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like I feel good when I'm busy. But the way that you guys made it sound was that that makes me. I don't know. No, so, no. I, no. So I just like to clarify on that for a moment. It, it's not about it. It's individuals that hide behind the busyness, right, and that attach their their identities to the busyness. I got you. To I make, got you. To 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 make themselves feel important, and typically there's something lacking in their life. So yeah, that that's all that I think. I was well. That makes sense. I mean, I I'm not even opposed to the thought that I'm using it as a crutch just to make myself feel important, but. Um, it's about, I mean, you like going to shows, you like hanging out with your friends, like, that's what makes you feel good and happy. So it's not that the only virtuous thing is to do what Shane does and go home after work and, you know, <laughs> what, that's all you do never, all day. Never it's see not, people again. <laughs> right. That's not the idea. The, the ideal is to not stretch yourself to the limit. Having, like she said, having a full life is different than doing the things that make you happy. I got you. Okay, and as far as the apps go, like I started to use the Calm app because that seems to be the one that is uh, best at marketing, I guess. It's why I got it. But it's almost overwhelming when you go to these things. I don't know if any mm-hmm. of you guys have tried to use them, but like when you turn on the phone, which I did earlier, you heard the sounds of nature <laughs> come out of my phone, even though it's on silent. They're like, surprise! <laughs> uh, but you answer like, what do you want to do through meditation? It's like, Reduce anxiety, reduce stress, better sleep. And I'm looking at this going, I want all of these things. These are all positive things that I like. So I click them all and then it's like, okay, well, let's find something to meditate. (sighs) There's so many, like, I don't even know where to start with that. So I have found that just laying down on my couch and just putting on like an instrumental music or something like that, something real bluesy or something for like 20 minutes helps a lot as far as just getting into it. Uh, I haven't done any of the guided meditations because, again, it's like, well, I don't know what I want to do today. You know, (laughs) there's just so many options. But as far as, like, the technology helping and hindering, I think it can do both based on that. I mean, if you go into it knowing what you want, then I think you're going to have a better shot at it. But if you're just doing it because you have been told that you should probably meditate, then maybe try a simpler route. Right. To get into it, I think. And uh, as far as men and how they self-care, we're not expected to. It's demasculating for us to self-care. We're supposed to, if we fall down and scrape our knee, we get up, throw some dirt on it, mm-hmm. and walk it off. If we're having a bad day, that's on us. We're supposed to shut up, swallow our emotions, and deal with it. And, and we three would all disagree with that. No, no, I'm, but, I'm, right. I'm, I'm we, not I'm saying right. that, that that's what that's right. we're raised as... Right, right. Doing. So, for example, my best friend Kyle, like where if I'm having a bad day, I'm going to stop at the store and I'm going to get myself a 12-pack, I'm going to make myself a dinner, and I'm going to have a good night to self-care. It's probably not the healthiest version of it, <laughs> but uh, the, I, like, I have that thing in my head where it's like, no, no, I need to take some a day off of work or I need to do this and I need to do this for my own well-being. Kyle 
works constantly. He works in a factory, so he's working today. Uh, he works mostly six days a week and upwards of 10-hour shifts. And then he gets home. He rarely sleeps because he's got two little girls. And so he's he's there at the factory at 6 o'clock every morning, but he doesn't go to bed until 10. So anytime you're hanging out with the guy, he's falling asleep right in front of you. And when you're like, dude, you need to take a vacation or something like that, it's because of that mentality of he is the provider. He has to provide for his family. And if he misses a day of work or he misses a paycheck, that they have less money to do the things that they want to do, even though he doesn't get to do any of the things because he's always working. That's where men are. So that's super interesting because mm-hmm. so that kind of spins a whole new thing on the story of these poor women who are put upon and have to take care of everybody. They're having to take care of everybody because men are being told the story that self-care is like not the manly thing to do. Right. Absolutely. So that women have to step in and take care of them. So if everybody was doing a better job of just taking care of themselves. No, I, I fully agree with that. Yes, yes. It's a big, it's a nice big circle. If we're all taking care of ourselves better, we don't have to take care of others as much. And then it, you see where we're going with this, everybody, right? Like, and it's it, equally you know, tragic that men, feel that way. Oh, it's it's terrible. terrible. Like it hurts my soul to see him. Like tonight him and his wife are going to the Dropkick Murphy show uh at the time of this recording. <laughs> um but that's one of the very few things that they get to do and he will probably be late because he will get off of work, he will go home and he will shower, possibly fall asleep in the bathroom. Oh, and then he will finally get ready and get to his daughter dropped off so that they can go to the show and it's it's crazy just how instilled this belief is in his head. Like there's no breaking it. It's indoctrinated. Um, but I think that happens a lot with women as well. Like, and speaking of being the providers and, and the nurturers, I was watching uh, a show last night and it occurred to me that every female in every show or movie has medical like preparedness. <laughs> Have you ever noticed this? Like anytime somebody gets hurt, it's like every woman's like, oh, come here. Let me look at that. Like every woman knows how to put a bandage on and sew stitches and like it's like that's our society. And I was like, that's preposterous. Like if I walked across the street to Alice with a bloody face, she'd be like, you need to go somewhere else. Well, that's bring that into my home. One of my friends is like that at work. Whenever one of the kids, if one of the kids gets hurt, she goes, don't come to me. You go to Katrina. I'm not doing, I'm not touching blood. I'm not getting anywhere close to whatever you've just done to yourself. Right. So you're, I mean, well, in in the same show, there's a guy who he goes to a loan shark. That's a mafia guy to get money because he's been injured at work and he can't provide for his family. And so now he's in this hole. And I'm like, this is crazy. And it, it's the same concept, though. It's those two paradigms. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. My word's not working with me okay. today. But, yeah, I think that's, that's very... I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> that's, why, that's why we have this segment. He, you have very good input lots of times. Um, so, I guess the, the moral of the story is we all need self-care. And it can yeah. come in different forms. Right. Um, hopefully, they're... Mostly productive, but you know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe go six pack, Mitch. That's a little worse. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, take it back down from twelve to six. Um, <laughs> and so, I guess Carolyn, thank you again for being here and bringing your good energy to the studio. Um, thank you, ladies. We appreciate. We it. love you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Mitch. Really appreciate um, it, Mitch. All right, and just remember, everybody. 
feminism, feminism isn't isn't a bad, bad word. word. Not your best one there, guys. <laughs> <Go>. <laughs>